0: want to talk to you a little bit about uh strive asset management strive is uh vivek Ramaswamy's uh company and vivek has been on with us what's his history still he's like a serial entrepreneur and uh a guy who has has done hedge funds and
1: yeah, really smart guy, Very kind of really, really well-known throughout uh, the industry, Yeah, and uh, looking at, the, I think, the world in a really interesting way. Yeah, he's looking at it kind of like we do. Uh, he's going up against BlackRock
0: and State Street and Vanguard with his own exchange-traded fund, which is called Drill, D-R-L-L. That's how you find it on the stock market, Drill. It is dedicated to investors who believe we should drill. We've got to give these companies a message that it's okay to drill and send a message to um, all of these other hedge funds, you who are in ESG and are trying to stop this stuff, you are going to fail. strivefunds.com slash drll. Look for that now, please. This is a way for you to invest in our future strivefunds.com slash drill. that I can't believe that 40% of this country, 48% of this country actually believe that Donald Trump is capable of uh, uh, violating the espionage act and is selling nuclear secrets. Yeah, that that sure sounds like him. That sure sounds like it. That's ridiculous. Just ridiculous. Um, I want to talk to you this hour about the election because if we don't get out and vote, we have no chance of winning and we have to take the House and it'd be nice to take the Senate. So I would love for you to uh, hear how close things really are right now. Stu brings us up to date on the November election in just a second. Considering how expensive everything is right now, it's gotta be a relief when you can find something that isn't getting more costly by the day. That's one of the reasons I love CarShield. You don't have to worry about, you know, how much it's going to cost you if your car breaks down. You already have a locked in price. In your coverage plan, it's all locked in. You're not going to pay more. They may pay more, but you're not going to pay more. If that isn't incredible in 2022, nothing is. CarShield offers the protection plans for around a hundred bucks a month. And all you have to do is choose the mechanic to do the work and CarShield handles everything else. And you can count on CarShield to help take care of you when your car breaks down. If you're stuck on the side of the road, every protection plan includes coast to coast roadside assistance, rental cars options, and trip reimbursement at no extra cost. And the price will never go up. CarShield, when my car or my trucks break down, I have CarShield and I don't worry about it. Get coverage today carshield.com slash back carshield.com slash back or call 800-391-8888 carshield.com slash back so Stu, i saw some really disturbing things here's here's one headline uh this one's coming from the guardian the republican party has reason to fear the midterms oh okay and then uh, 2022 Senate election forecast from 538, uh, mm, Democrats win 61 in 100, Republicans win
1: 39 in 100. Yeah, that's not good. The odds. No, that's not good. That's, that's not, not good. And, and the Republicans were ahead on that on that breakdown earlier. It was. It's always been close. And I, I, we did our first Senate preview a couple of months ago on Studios America in which I said, look, This is not easy like i think it feels easy because i talked to a lot of my conservative friends who look at biden and his approval rating and think obviously this is a home run you take the house and the senate back Mm -hmm. part of this is structural in which the seats just don't line up particularly well for republicans this cycle this goes back and forth in 2024 it's a very good cycle for republicans so they will have a real advantage structurally in 2024 that's not the case here in 2022 the democrats have the advantage structurally it's just a matter of which seats are up in which states so it's harder for republicans to to take those those purple opportunities those blue leading opportunities and grab them in a climate in which they are favored yes however the house is the opposite where the house is basically all just climate right it's it, that's how it's decided every single time mm-hmm. now individual candidates can affect races and you may lose a, a, a race or two because you've nominated a crappy candidate. But generally speaking, that should be much easier for Republicans to win. Now, they have to win one of these two. If they don't win one of these two, that's really, really bad. Because, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I mean, I don't
0: want to say end of Republic, but end of Republic kind of stuff. <laughs> it feels I mean, that way. You know, I've I, we've talked about this every election. People's was the most important election of a lifetime. I think this is the last one of the Republic if... The if the Democrats win both houses and have the presidency and there is no stopping them, there's no speed bump. uh, It's just all going to be left up to the states.
1: Well, speed bump this time has been their own party joe mansion said. yeah that worked out well and of course as we as we promised you from the very beginning joe mansion will not save you he never will he'll never come to your rescue he'll never be on a horse there just to to make sure you're just a-okay in the end he will always screw you every single time that's how the story ends just want to remind voters in west virginia who voted for Donald Trump by 39 points last election, that maybe Joe Manchin should not be the choice next time if he chooses to run again. Just a little request from the rest of the country. We have tons of crappy senators all around the rest of the country, but really we shouldn't have any from West Virginia. That, yeah. that shouldn't be an option. So hopefully that one gets uh, But While he's on that topic, I'd
0: just like to th- say, uh, next election, will somebody please run against Mitt Romney and throw him the hell out too? Mm that would be nice
1: that would be nice your turn
0: uh, somebody- <laughs> okay. okay
1: so now that we're done with our pitching yeah um so the republicans are favored to win the house but again it's about a it's a four to one type of thing it's about 80 20 according to 538 which again is no sure thing right. though it is a they are heavy favorites at this point the there has been some a big media push to try to come up with reasons why this is going to turn around and Democrats are going to win. One of the big ones is the abortion thing. They're trying to make the Kansas election into this beacon of hope for Democrats that they will be able to get all that energy behind their base And they will all come out and vote because they're so sad that they can't kill children anymore that they're going to wind up winning this election. No, I think the Kansas thing we talked about this after right after I think the Kansas thing was a very isolated, weird example. It was not particularly written well. It was uh, right after Mm -hmm. the overturn, which was not planned. Mm -hmm. It was supposed to happen before an overturn of Roe versus Wade happened. That was the idea behind it. Uh, The energy was all with the Democrats in an off election during a primary where not everyone's focused on it. Blah, 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 blah. I think if you brought that same thing up in Kansas in two years, it would it would pass on our side. But we'll see. That's because they're going to try it again. Surely I don't think on an election day where everyone's going to be focused on it, that you're going to get more energy out of the left over abortion than on the right for biden's performance for inflation for the economy for raiding the former president's house for all the things that republicans are fired up about i don't think there's any chance that that works so i heard speculation that uh
0: over the weekend they wanted donald trump to want win they want donald trump they want him they want him up in the polls they want his his people very excited uh and they they said that they thought or th- this person I was talking to thought that this was intentional from the left because they wanted to make this campaign
1: as well about Donald Trump. I don't think that that is crazy. Now, I don't know that you'd say it doesn't make any stew. S- stew. Yeah. stew. Mm-hmm. It's 2022. <laughs> Nothing, <laughs> Nothing is crazy. crazy. <laughs> That's a good point. There's two ways to look at this, right? If you're a Democrat, number one, uh, y- you, have, Donald Trump, who is a known quantity, you know for sure that 45% of the country hates his guts and will never vote for him no matter what. Like that is the starting point of this election. Okay. You also know that 45% of the country will walk through a wall of fire to vote for the guy. So you take your chance with the, with the few people in the middle and hope that you can squeak out a relatively close election with those people generally speaking, in the suburbs and uh, generally speaking women who in 2016 leaned towards Trump, in 2020 leaned towards Biden. And you say, they're not going to go back to Trump. The things that turned them off from Trump in 2020 are, are have not gone away. He will be as divisive as he's ever been and we can walk that same line. The other th- side of this is in support of your friend's theory here is the idea that we don't know how to fight that battle against Ron DeSantis we have shown no ability to put a dent in what he's tried to do in Florida now they this is a risky strategy for democrats because again if you believe democrats they will tell you that Donald Trump is actually Hitler so to promote his candidacy would would be something that uh, is
0: against every human. Well, I have read, Ron, Trump is Hitler. Ron DeSantis <laughs> is worse. Is worse. <laughs> of okay. course, every I mean, single, it's every time.
1: Yes. So I don't know who that. I mean, Lucifer. Mm-hmm. I guess. Right. Now we do not have, uh, you know, looking at the DeSantis option. They don't know how to beat him. They have not shown the ability to beat him. They took a situation where they probably should have beat him for the first time when he was running for governor and lost. And they have not been able to put a dent in him. He's going to win this election easily by all appearances here in Florida for governor. So they don't really they don't have a great strategy on this one yet. The other thing, though, is they do not have 45 percent of people who see Ron DeSantis as a movement. A lot of conservatives like him. But I mean, even in just name familiarity, he has he is nowhere near. The situation that donald trump is Mm -hmm. in so it's a risky strategy if they really believe donald trump is uniquely dangerous and that's their case on all this stuff we should be able to do this stuff you shouldn't worry about us raiding a former president's home because he's so uniquely terrible and dangerous to the country that's their entire case yet here they are theoretically wanting to run against him because they think they can defeat him now look they made that same bet in 2016 they did. I mean, all, MSNBC aired every single one of his rallies in full in 2016. The same thing with CNN. Uh, they went out and gave this guy an incredible amount of free media during the primary, which was a big f- reason why he wound up winning the primary. I mean, uh, you know, it's, that's, that's been well covered. Then they wound up getting burned by it in a big, big way. How let me
0: get back to the House and Senate race. Mm -hmm. How are the uh, people that would vote like Trump? And I I mean that are really dedicated to. All right, let's abolish the let's abolish the Department of Education. Let's use every constitutional thing that we have. And I'm tired of Mitch McConnell and all of this crap. How many people are running and are winning who appear to be those
1: kind of people. Is there any kind of sense of that yet? It's pretty mixed. It's mixed on the type of race that they're in. You know, we're seeing Trump, people who Trump has endorsed doing really well in the places you'd kind of expect it, right? Where he, you know, where where uh, more red states, you know, the, the obvious example of the alternate is Dr. Oz, who is not doing well against a man who is barely alive. A man <laughs> who... Oh, he's still alive. Yeah, I think I've seen footage of him recently and I'm starting to question it. But I mean, Fetterman is, you know, the man had a, he wasn't good before this, but he had a massive stroke. He's hidden from the public in Pennsylvania for months. And you mean like, He's in his basement. Like he's running the Joe Biden 2020 <laughs> campaign all over again. It's crazy, isn't it? Sometimes and it certainly so far has worked for him, staying out of the spotlight and not reminding people who you are works really well sometimes. Uh you know, especially with someone you know like Dr. Oz who is so well known and again immediately sets a giant percentage of the population into two camps. And Unlike Donald Trump, who has a big movement behind him in support, I'll walk through a wall of fire. There isn't that sort of movement for Dr. Ross. so because the people who really know him were kind of Oprah
0: fans. And I don't think... The Venn diagram of Oprah <laughs> and Trump no, is—it's not. Is, that, I'd like to see huge crossover. Yeah, I mean, it might be like
1: ten feet apart. Yeah, yeah. So you know, the the polls in Pennsylvania show Fetterman up by double digits, most of them. Which oh my is gosh! Now, if you look at the overall Senate, the easiest way to understand this at this very moment is to basically get, start out start your process at forty six forty six. Okay. The seats that aren't up for election, plus the ones that should be easy for both sides. There's some there's not there's possibilities that there could be a couple of these races that would move in future months. But if you start right now, you're at forty six forty six with eight races left in the middle that are theoretically winnable for either side. That would include Pennsylvania, by the way. That's uh, not winnable. So, I, I mean, if you if you Between take that, that one out, corruption in Pennsylvania, I'm not convinced that they've cleaned that up. If you take that one, leave that one in the eight for the moment. Republicans would have to win five of the eight races to take control. Now, in that race, you're talking about Pennsylvania. You're talking about Wisconsin. You're talking about Nevada. These are not necessarily hardcore red states that should be easy, though they are all theoretically winnable. Arizona is another one. Georgia we talked to Herschel Walker the other day that race he's in uh, polling showing him slightly behind I thought he had a good appearance here on the show the oh, other yeah. day and uh, you know it's important that he he, he win that race it's crucial uh, New Hampshire is one that in a wave election is winnable for Republicans but it, and it's a close race the polling showing it very close but will they be able to pull that off you've got North Carolina in there as well I think I mentioned Ohio Ohio is a race I think they will win uh, that's, uh, prob- that's one that's one uh you know you look if i if you look at this arizona could go either way georgia um, i think should be one that they'd be favored on but they've really gone after herschel walker and it's hurt him so far it's a close race uh new hampshire i think is one you typically assume you'd lose but you is 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 winnable and it looks like it's a tight race north carolina again it's a purple state It's a, one of the closest states in the 2020 election Uh, Nevada, is you're trying to take out a Democratic incumbent, Mm -hmm. but I think is winnable, especially if this is a Republican-leaning year. Pennsylvania, I think, really was winnable if the primary went the other way. Now is really a question. Then you got Wisconsin and Ohio.
0: Okay, so here's the message from all of this. Write it down on your calendar. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure you – I've never said, go pick people up and take them. I've never been, you know, like, hey, maybe we should get a bus. Uh, get a bus. Everyone you know has got to vote. Has got to vote, or it doesn't stop. All right, back in just a minute. Sometimes the best uh, observations come from the people in the trenches rather than the experts. You might recognize the name Rick Harrison from the 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 show uh, Pawn Stars. This week on Fox and Friends, Rick said he knows the economy is bad because he's seeing what's coming into the store. Thanks to Biden inflation, many people who are are desperate to raise cash or pawning items off. He's seeing new younger people he typically doesn't encounter. He also said that inflation hits the lowest income people first and it spreads outward from there. The economy is not getting better at this point. It will eventually, but it's not going to for a while. So what can you do? Well, uh, you could hawk everything. Uh, May I suggest to call Goldline Goldline this week and this week only is giving away 20 of the new one ounce Benjamin Franklin copper rounds with every gold legal tender bar that is purchased. That's a huge number of rounds to be included free of charge. These bars always sell out. They just got a new shipment in. Don't wait. They're printed by the uh, or minted by the Canadian mint. They're beautiful, but they also Break down gold in usable, bite-sized pieces. They're like little chiclets. Goldline.com. Contact them today. You'll also get a free copy of Carol Roth's latest Goldline exclusive newsletter. You know Carol Roth from the program. It's Goldline.com. Go there now. 866-GOLDLINE. Call them. 866-GOLDLINE or Goldline.com. 10 seconds. Station ID.
1: So if you just do a straight polling look, and assuming the election was held today and those polls held up, how would these look? These eight races, Republicans would need to ha- get five of them to, to hold to win the Senate. Right now, Democrats are leading in six of the eight states. The only two states Republicans lead in. That's right, less than five. That's less than Republicans. <laughs> two is less than out. five. Okay. You should know. Yeah. The only two Republicans lead in right now are North Carolina. Even Car- if I show you my work and how I got there, right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Common right. Core math. There's no way to turn right. that one around. Okay. Uh, North Carolina and Ohio, both close races, but leads for Republicans. Nevada is almost a toss-up. Exactly, it's a slight lean towards Democrats. But uh you know what? I mean, six-two, not ideal, suboptimal, as they would say. <laughs> and the looking at everything, how would you bet for Congress? For for the House? For the House. The House, I think Republicans will win. I. I I would say it would take a stunning turn for them to lose it. But stunning turns, stunning have turns happen. Republicans blow races all the time. And I will yeah. say winning the House does nothing for court for the courts. That's a big problem. You can, if, you, if you win the House, yes, you can stop the bills. You can stop the the one point nine trillion dollars in spending that we just saw oh, uh, at God, the, the seven hundred forty for billion that pit in my stomach. But it doesn't help you know, on the I courts know. at all. So really winning the Senate is crucial. And, I, and I've said this, you want a, a stretch goal here. If the Republicans can, let's say, sweep these. It's not out of the question they could win any of these races or they win seven of the eight. Let's say that things go the right way that we want them to go. Because of the structural advantages in 2024 in the Senate, there is a possibility that Republicans could have a Republican House, a Republican president, and a filibuster-proof republican senate in 2024 that is not out of the realm of possibility if they don't suck in 2022 so that's sort of it that's the sort of thing that could take what feels like a i need really, a puppy dog to, I, I just need a puppy dog to hold that's, that's a good thing though this uh-huh. is the type of thing that would take the you, you angst added the that cavi- fe- was
0: really good and you added the caveat catalog uh, the caveat if if they're good in 2022 oh, okay yeah there, there, we're
1: screwed yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: hey i got a puppy dog for you to hold Uh, I'll talk to you about it in just a second. Stand by. Thank you, Stu. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. No, no. It's, you know, thank you. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) Back in just a second. The Glenn Back Program. American Financing NMLS 182334 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org No matter what it is you're trying to do, if you need help, you want the help that comes from experts, real experts, not the Dr. Fauci sense of the word. You want people who are well-established with a reputation, somebody who hasn't lied to Congress over and over again. People who've been around a long time, been seen ups and downs, who will steer you in the right direction. When it comes to home loans, the team experts, they're American financing For over two decades now american financing has been helping people just like you get where they need to be and they could help you and your family as well and that is so critical right now we have to be saving money wherever we can and do the right things and it's hard to know sometimes please call the mortgage experts and look about refinancing consolidation loan they've got many ways they could help you save money call american financing now at 800-906-2440 or go to Americanfinancing.net. Call them now. 10-minute phone call just to say, this is what I got. Can you guys help me? American
1: Financing, 800-906-2440. blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks off of Blaze TV.
0: This is the Glenn Beck Program. I... Would like your attention for five minutes here, um, and I have to start with a story. When I was when I was little, probably about six, maybe, I had a dog named Prince, and he looked just like Lassie. And when I was a kid, that was a big deal. And I have this picture of me on the boat on this old wrecked boat on our only vacation we took as as kids. Uh, with our family, with me on this wrecked boat, you know, playing pirate with my dog, Lassie. What's wrong, Lassie? Somebody's drowning. Uh, and uh, and one day I came home and my Lassie was gone. And. We lived, you know, not, we didn't have a big yard and uh, he liked to run. And so my parents said, son, he really needed to go to a farm. And he's on this farm, and he's running, and he's happy, and he's uh, lots of dogs there for him to play with, and it's very good. And I believed that, and I believed that up until about a year ago when I told my daughter, Hannah, who joins me in the studio now. And my daughter, Hannah, just looked at me, and what was it you said?
2: Uh... Something along the lines of, that's adorable. Do you really think that?
0: (laughs) And I said, well, yeah, up until right now. But I still held out hope. I haven't told Hannah this. I saw her aunt, uh, Coletta, my sister, who is my older sister. And she said, you didn't buy the farm story. And I said, Yes, I did. And I'm still holding. And before I could get out, I'm still holding out hope. She said, Oh, he was smushed under a truck. And I. Okay. So I'm crushed by farm stories and puppy dogs. Now, my daughter is like some crazy animal activist. She saved a bird when she was living in New York. Nobody saves the birds in New York for the love of Pete. By the way, I'm convinced pigeons in New York are just white doves that have been playing in the oil. That's it. That's why they got that oil stain around their neck. And anyway, science, science, man, it's (laughs) science. Uh, So my daughter uh, saves all kinds of uh, animals, including dogs. And it was at the beginning of COVID. And you got what kind of dogs are these?
2: Uh, Catahoula mixes.
0: Okay. And, uh, she had this whole little puppy litter that was, you know, going to be gassed. And she was like, no, don't gas those puppies. I'll take them. And, uh, she, you know, what she does is she rescues them and then she, you know, farms them out to houses. Fostering. Whatever. And, uh, and so she, so the problem was, is that several of the puppies died and it was extraordinarily traumatic to the little ones, the, my grandchildren. And so they were like, Mom, we can't get rid of Stella. We can't. And Stella was so cute, blue eyes and black and white spot. I mean, just beautiful. And we were all like, yeah, Mom, we can't. And uh, now she's had Stella for how long? Two years. Two years. And uh, it's time for Stella to go to a farm, but an actual farm, an actual farm. Uh, and the grandkids right now are with their father, so they can't, they're guaranteed not to hear this. But Hannah is giving away Stella.
2: Yes, um, like you said, we, we fostered these puppies. There were six to start.
0: Oh, there's the pup, there's, there he is.
2: Oh, that's Stella.
0: That's Stella. Sitting on her bed oh. <laughs> in the bushes, right there. Yeah, Stella is an adventurous one.
2: She's very, very adventurous. Yes. <laughs>
0: yes, yes. Not like a good apartment dog. No. Yeah.
2: Stella needs a real farm.
0: Yeah, a real farm.
2: Um, yeah. When we got her, we they we had they started with six puppies. They were in a super overcrowded, understaffed There's shelter sad. in East Texas, and they were very sick Sick. when we finally got them
0: it was tragic they were really it was sad when they got there
2: it was it was a terrible couple of weeks losing so many puppies and like you said by the time that was just stella left every my children were
0: (laughs) just devastated i mean imagine growing up in a house where like six puppies died one after another after another you know they didn't all die at once in some sort of farming accident, they, <laughs> one after another, and the kids were, you know, they're what, six and five at that time? Six and four, yeah, something four like Four
2: and six, yeah. And
0: they, they were like, Grandpa,
2: another puppy died. I
0: mean, it was just tragic. So she has gotten up the nerve to. Are you going to tell them the farm story?
2: Uh, I've
0: because if you do when they turn 18 maybe even 16 i'm gonna say you didn't buy that farm story (laughs) did you well
2: it'll be a true farm story this time
1: sure (laughs) (laughs) now it doesn't have to be a farm does it no it doesn't have to
2: be a farm she stella needs uh a family preferably if they have a decent sized backyard would be yeah, great. great. Farm doesn't have to be the yeah, case, yeah. but she—I'm
0: telling the kids she
2: is a so she's a Catahoula, which I I'd, I'd never heard of Cata. Its full name is Catahoula Leopard Dog, um, and they are working dogs, and they are actually bred to hunt wild boar. So
0: yeah, here in Texas, they'd be great if you hunt wild boar.
2: Yeah, so she's very active, she's very tenacious, very strong. She just needs a family that has a lot of time to dedicate to her to, <laughs> to
0: yeah just to train her into she's or a, just to pl- just she needs play
2: to, yeah more dedicated play like more walks more running more everything we have three dogs right now
0: mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and i'm very well aware i'm i'm the next door neighbor
1: Look at yes.
0: these dogs jesus people <laughs> next door they got dogs animals a giraffe is coming anyway go ahead
2: <laughs> she just needs some more time, some more attention. Mm-hmm. She's a wonderful, wonderful dog.
0: All right. No, I'm sorry. I don't mean interrupt. I'm just looking at the time. So how do people...
2: So we made an email,
0: mm-hmm.
2: rehomestella@gmail.com. that if anyone's interested in giving her a new home, you can send uh, your info to that email. I would love to know maybe a little bit about your family, um, your situation, um, and then we,
1: I'm being the daughter of Glenn Beck, I hope you're gonna make a huge profit on this. I hope, I mean, I hope this is going to pay for all the kids colleges. Is wait, that what wait, we're looking for here? You're making money
0: on this? Cause I didn't get my cut.
2: I'm trying to recoup at least what we've spent on. This.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> really that much. <laughs> I know what the medicine costs. Um, no, so it's, she's free, isn't she? Yes. Of, yeah, course, of course she's she, free. Yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> I mean, it was a good, I mean, you're a capitalist. I'm trying to, I'm trying to help her. Yeah, she's here. a 30-something. She's oh, going to be like, you know, I don't know. Marxism isn't so bad <laughs> when it comes to dogs. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. So all you have to do is go. She does not find me funny. Oh, no. Have you she, noticed no. that? No, definitely No, not. she doesn't. Definitely no, not. Mm. Uh, <laughs> come on. It was a good childhood, though. It was fun.
2: It was interesting. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay. All right. All All right. Okay. You know what's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. What I start to I start to slow down a little bit, and mm-hmm. she's going to be saying, uh, "Hey, Tanya," and she'll say, "I don't know where Dad went," and she'll say, "He went to a farm <laughs> <laughs> with lots of other talk show hosts, and he's running free." Uh, Rehome Stella s-t-e-l-l-a at gmail.com rehomestella at gmail.com she is a really cute dog she's and full grown now and she? yes she's yeah.
2: 50 pounds she's full grown and she is one of the sweetest most tender-hearted dogs she is. i've ever had yeah or met
0: yeah she's really sweet um okay rehomestella at gmail.com all right cool thank you is that it for your day I mean, you got two kids, you got three dogs.
2: I'm done. You're done, right? You're just going to go home, watch a soap
0: opera (laughs) or something, whatever it is you do.
2: Eat bonbons. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Thanks, sweetheart. (laughs) Okay. Um, Back in just a second. Let me tell you about Rough Greens. Iris lives in Virginia and she writes in about her dog's experience with Rough Greens. The day the trial pack uh, came, she writes, I put uh, I, I put some on my hand and offered it to my dog. He licked it clean. Ever since then, he gets very anxious about mealtime. Don't I know it? When I'm mixing the rough greens in his kibble, he stands up and begs for his bowl. Funny thing is, he was always such a picky eater before. This is great stuff. It's not a dog food. It's a supplement that you, you sprinkle on your dog's food. It comes from naturopathic uh, Dr. Dennis Black. Um, and he came up with this formula chock full of vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants, you name it. If it's healthy for your dog, it's in Rough Greens. And my dog loves it. And I have seen a change in my dog. Folks at Rough Greens are so confident that your dog is going to love it, that they have a special deal for you. It's roughgreens.com slash back. They're going to save you on the first trial bag. Uh, It is free. They just want you to try it. Make sure your dog likes it. So the trial bag is free. Just go to roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. It's 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. you missed any of the podcast today, you missed a lot. Uh, and tomorrow's podcast and broadcast is going to be remarkable as well. Uh, make sure you get it wherever you get your podcast today. And please rate and review. It helps us be discovered by uh, other people. It helps us in the algorithm department. Like anything is going to be. I think they just shut the algorithm off. It's like
1: Beck. Nope. Um, <laughs> Terrible for the. uh musician yes because uh you've ruined his career too the what the musician back ruined his career he was had a he was on a rocket ship to the moon until you started becoming popular you ever seen his party together (laughs) no no i have not no i've been watching
0: a couple of shows here lately and i just wanted to mention a couple of things um have you been watching only murders in the building no i haven't even heard of it it is steve martin martin short Uh, uh, Nathan Lane. I don't remember who the girl is. Who's Selena Gomez? Hmm. And it's really good. Really good. Really, really funny. 28 minutes, clean, fun. Oh, cool. Kind of mindless. Uh, it's really great. And it's on Hulu. Do you have Hulu?
1: I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a f- every single service except for the 47, I don't have. I'm, I like... <laughs> it's incredible wait, how many wait. I don't have. I'm spending so much money on streaming services. I know. And yet I still don't have a bunch. I keep wanting to go if to... If you a- had to have one,
0: I would say that it would be Amazon. Really? But I like Hulu. I just started, uh, we just got Hulu. Just okay. started that. hmm I like Hulu as well. I, I, I have that one. I, I've got Netflix is meh. Meh. It used to be really good. Now mm-hmm. it's kind of meh. Um, anyway... Have you seen The Old Man on Hulu no, I, with Jeff Bridges? No. That's good, too.
1: Fantastic. So much good TV Fantas- out there.
0: It, there really is. Somebody Somebody was talking to me just the other day about Prey, P-R-E-Y. Yes. I've seen that. That's on Hulu as well, right? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. And they said, really good. And I said, what is it? And they said, it's uh, you know another sequel or if it's actually a prequel to... Oh, it was with Arnold Schwarzenegger with Predator. Yeah, Predator. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, you lost me at Predator. (laughs) And uh, he said, no, 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 this is this one's really good, really smart. And it's uh, in Cherokee. And I said, what do you mean? It's in Cherokee. And he said the whole di- all the dialogue. It's seventeen ninety, and it's all in Cherokee. And I was like, "Well, you lost me." And it's all in Cherokee. <laughs> now you've really lost uh, me. Yeah, but he said it's really good. You can watch the dub, I guess. But uh, he said it's really,
1: really good. So they they put it out in Cherokee, and they're going to dub it to English yeah, because for us? it
0: happens in a Cherokee uh, mm-hmm. village and it's a Cherokee nation. Sometimes mm-hmm.
1: authenticity is overrated. Just yeah. get, get, let us understand it, please. Yeah. Yeah, we should point out tonight, by the way, end of an era tonight on television as the series finale of Better Call Saul airs tonight. Really? Yeah, which is the last thing in the Breaking Bad universe, supposedly, until they need more money. Uh, but right now they're saying it's the last yeah. thing in the Breaking Bad universe, which is both Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, which just such great shows. I've ing- never watched either. I mean, they're pretty dark. <laughs> yeah, I've heard <laughs> that. Know? I've heard that. Yeah. So I don't know. It's got to be your speed. It's a little plodding and dark. But if you like that sort of stuff, which I, I do, I mean, it's just so good. And nobody deserves success more than Bob Odenkirk, who is I love Bob Odenkirk. a revolutionary uh, comedian. That Hates never, you. Well, I'm sure he does. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's crazy liberal, I but he's you. brilliant and has, deserves every bit of his success. I mean, it's, it's great to see that happen. So my son also turned me on to a band and I hesitate to mention them oh, because no. I like them. You're going to ruin another band's career well you've done this several times whenever you whenever you like a band that means the band is no longer cool which means they're done i think i did end the career of
0: muse but oh, yeah. i started the career of michael Bublé. remember michael Bu- yeah michael Bu- yeah that's true michael michael Buble. Buble said i've sold more tickets for him than he has sold for him <laughs>
1: that may be true yeah muse on the other hand i saw them they were playing at hot topic in the mall this weekend <laughs> And uh, he, I thought, wow, that Glenn well, did a, not work that's out. that's a step up.
0: I saw them at Der Wiener Oh, yeah. That uh, was a good show, yeah. though. Good yeah, show. Yeah, it was a good show. Yeah. It was a good show. Mm-hmm.
1: So maybe I shouldn't mention them. May, they may hate my guts. I don't know. They always hate your guts. With the exception of Michael Buble, who was just... didn't. He's Canadian and didn't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he doesn't hate you He because... used to
0: watch me on CNN, and uh, he was like, this guy's hysterical. I don't know if he's serious or not. and I don't care, because i'm canadian mm-hmm. but he's actually gotten into a fight with me at a hockey match. not with me not with somebody about else. about you yeah somebody i saw him in new york and i was checking into a hotel and he happened to be in the lobby and he was like beck what the hell is it with you and i said what are you talking about and he said i was at a hockey game in canada some guy looks at me and he says you're friends with glenn beck and he's like yeah and he, he said the guy threw a punch at me. <laughs> hit me in the face. He said I got into a I got into a fight at a hockey match in the stands. We weren't even on the ice.
1: To be fair, everybody has been in a fight at a hockey match. If yeah. you go to a hockey game, you're gonna get punched by somebody. I mean, that's just the way it works. <laughs> we'll see you
0: tomorrow. The Glenn Back program.